What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. Today's question is, what does uh, SDUF INTP look like? So what is SD? What is UF? What is this? These are octogram terms. Uh, we recently changed it from octogram to octagram because we're trying to be as grammatically correct as possible. I know all you uh, INTJ grammar Nazis out there uh, heavily enjoy uh, correcting me on such uh, worthless uh, things, but, uh, you know, every now and then I like to throw you guys a bone, and since, uh, you know, a single character difference, uh, you know, could really go a long way with you folks, I figured, you know, eh, why not? Why not go that far? Seriously, why not? So, we'll see how it goes. It's like the camera focus is having a hard time because of the weird light. I think on the next video I'll film, I'll uh, do it from a different shot. I'm at uh, the docks right now, enjoying myself. Nice fresh rain. Got my feet uh, hanging over the edge here uh, into the water, although they're not in the water because that would be like really uh, cold. And uh, apparently um, this focus thing is like really painful, but I'll have to actually learn how to prevent that later. So I'll do my best to uh, maintain the focus of the camera. Forgive me for how annoying it is. But luckily, um, mostly we're not really here to watch. We're mostly here to listen, I guess. So it's not too bad. So yeah, Octogram. Octogram is the Ego Hacker community's answer to the Enneagram. And like I explained in the uh, Cutting Edge uh, lecture, I think it's September uh, 2022, where I explain this. The problem with the Neogram is that it supposes to be able to type a person's nurture as well as their nature simultaneously. And when combined with Myers-Briggs type indicator, it ends up becoming a very poor solution because Myers-Briggs type indicator, which is a something that identifies a person's nature from a psychological perspective, ends up having a lot of problems because that, nat that natural or natural component of the MBTI ends up uh, uh, competing with the nature component within the Enneagram. And that's ultimately why the Enneagram just consistently fails. And not only that, it really has a lot to do with the person's mood in the moment and they can get different results. It's not, it's not a cohesive or reliable system. I will admit though that it is a very detailed system and it does have value. The problem is, is that it should never have been paired with Myers-Briggs type indicator to begin with. Like it should have never have done that. So that's why we have Octogram uh, for uh, the ego hacker community. Uh, Octogram, what it does is that it gets rid of the nature component within the Enneagram. Now the Enneagram is based on the seven deadly sins. However, the Octogram is and and Jungian analytical psychology like uh, nature human nature according to to Carl Jung basically is what the Enneagram is based on, and and the seven deadly sins. Well, Octogram is based on the eight deadly sins because the Church, um, I think it was Pope Boniface um, or Pope Gregory actually, excuse me, Pope Gregory, uh, 
he got rid of Vainglory as the eighth deadly sin and rolled it into pride. And it was mostly a propaganda move because the church was getting richer and richer and richer. And he was trying to save the reputation of the church. So it was kind of a propaganda move on his, uh, on his, uh, on his choice, basically. So that's why everyone talks about the seven deadly sins. Whereas there's actually eight. And the octogram is based... <laughs> on the eight deadly sin analysis as well as the eight living virtue analysis as well as the shadow pole and also the aspiration pole and we would have not have been able to actually come to any of these conclusions without first understanding um what do you call it um you know temple exploration so we've been we've been uh, doing temples pretty hard deadly sins living virtues in the journeyman section of the members area at csjoseph.life forward slash members become a member there that's the sales page but uh, if you already are a member, you need to remember where to log in, csjoseph.life forward slash portal. You log in there, go to journeyman section, go to premium lectures, and check out the uh, Deadly Sin series uh, that we have there, that lecture series, so you can get boned up. We are talking about cognitive origins and shadow poles and aspiration poles, which is another aspect of the octogram. And that is uh, being heavily discussed in season 18. We do one of those a month. Plus, there's also the introduction to Octogram episode in the Cutting Edge section as well. So, folks, get in there, check that out, get educated so that you actually know what I'm talking about when I am referring to uh, these Octogram-related concepts here on YouTube and on the podcast. It's very important. I don't want any of you folks to uh, fall behind, basically. So... And then, you know, obviously there's always a high risk of that, but, you know, that's also why we have the Discord server, um, which, by the way, the link was fixed in Discord. It was fixed. Uh, so it's, uh, so go click the link tree uh, button here in the video description. Uh, it's like the second highest link now to get people into Discord. We've been renovating Discord and making it easier for people to connect to and to access and we are about to break 1,200 active members on the server, which is pretty exciting. And we have our special interest groups. And the uh, Discuss Octogram uh, channel specifically is extremely active. It also has pinned messages from me uh, that, uh, and also I believe Chris Taylor as well, to, uh, for people to get educated on it. So as, as a free resource uh, that we're making available. So you want to get on the Discord server. You don't even have to join a special interest group once you get there. You can just get on, grab your roles, so like your type, uh, what you think your octogram is, or if you don't know, go get educated on it, and then make that decision, and then um, give yourself the tag in the uh, tag menu. So, but yeah, uh, the Discord community is basically a 24-7 discussion uh, for the Ego Hacker community uh, discussion forum that's active in chat. And, you know, for those of you that are annoyed by notifications, you can turn it off. Thank you to those in the community that informed me that the link had expired. Um, but, uh, you know, if you don't want to go to the link tree, that's fine. You can go to our direct link, which is discord.gg forward slash ecohackers. Done. Then you're in. So, that's great. That's great. It's great that we have the opportunity now to discuss things as a community. The Discord community is growing at a rapid rate. Uh, it's being used constantly. Uh, people are getting information. Lives are being changed. You know, that kind of thing. It's also got a lot of support group related uh, issues, you know, like um, like in the sexuality special interest group, there's the male issues channel and the female issues channel, which has been super helpful for uh, both um, 
both genders. Um, so yeah, but any, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off topic here. So, uh, according to Octogram, so an INTP, uh, SDUF type, um, so SD is subconscious development. That means like where they are, where their neural pathways are basically built as a result of the nurture in their life. It's a lot easier for this INTP to use their subconscious side of their mind, which would basically be an ESFJ. This is basically what I would traditionally call an ESFJ-focused uh, INTP in the old days, in the pre-octogram days. But that's not that's not how I refer to it now. So anytime, like if you if you watch older content, I'm talking about cognitive focus. Really, uh, in a pre-octogram era, in in the pre-octogram era. Just remember that cognitive focus is, is actually me saying cognitive development based on the new terminology that we're using now uh, in a post-octogram uh, era. And, and don't worry, folks, octogram will be added to Ucha. Uh, we are working on it. It's going to be uh, questions five and six in the type yourself uh, tab. And then uh, in the type others tab, which we're just renaming the type grid and allowing people to type themselves by the type grid, but they have to register for it. We're going to be actually including an entire octagrid uh, basically uh, type of thing. Gosh, the focus on this camera is just utterly, utterly ridiculous. I, I, I just, it's so, it's stressing me out. I need to stop this from happening. It's so annoying, literally so annoying. So let's see here. Eh, maybe I'll just sit tight, crisscross applesauce and not care, who knows. So anyway, just goes to show my expert sensing demon is just really terrible at camera work and I need people to hold my hand through it, right? You know, I mean, why not? Why not? Why not hold CSJ's hand through this crap? So anyway, um, so conscious development means is that they're able to use their ESFJ side uh, more often. And this leads to uh, something called servility. And um, servility is the aspiration pole of the INTP. It basically means that they are very self-sacrificing people. They um, they end up like drawing, um, um, you know, their purpose, their sense of purpose, basically from serving others, hoping that they'll have an opportunity uh, to discover. Because discovery is ultimately what the INTP seeks in life: the ability to explore and explore new things, like to explore every single inch of an apple pie most particularly the apple pie from uh, Costco. I, I'm a fan. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it gives them that opportunity. Um, but being servile means is that they really enjoy serving others, uh, going, and that's how they end up aspiring it, and it has heart temple influence. So it ends up becoming a passion. So this is one of the reasons why INTPs are actually some of the best cooks out there, uh, because they're, use, you're, they're accessing their aspiration pole of servility through being subconscious developed, right? Now the uh, unconscious, um, the unconscious focus, well, they're a little bit gluttonous. Unconscious focus means that they're closer to their deadly sin of gluttony than they are uh, towards their living virtue. And their living virtue is basically akin to what I've said in previous episodes, you know, teaching a man a fish versus giving man a fish. So if you think about it, being servile within their subconscious development is all about giving a man a fish. But then unconscious focus is all about teaching a man a fish. 
um, uh, or at least should be. Um, now, if they were SF, they would be more about teaching men to fish. And that's why SD, SF, INTPs come off super <laughs> immature because they're just this conflicted person of like, hey, I'm going to give you a fish. No, I'm going to teach you to fish. Hey, I'm going to give you a fish. No, I'm going to teach you a fish. And it's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you're like, hey, man, is there like any... Are, are you ever going to like take a stand there? Like, like, what are you going to do about that? Are you going to take a stand? Are you actually going to stand for something? And it ends up creating a lot of confusion for people. And it's kind of how, you know, expert sensing trickster ends up manifesting, you know, for INTPs because they really have no idea that they're coming off super inconsistent at that point. I'm trying to save this uh, cigar from going out here. I've been puffing on it for a while. Um, takes me a couple of days to get through one of these sometimes. So, and this one is uh, an Azulejo Espinosa from La Raña. Very, very nice. Uh, very nice. I like uh, Azulejos. Really want the orange creamsicle ones to come back though. Oh, those were amazing. But uh, the guy that I get my cigars from, uh, my my dealer, my my tobacco dealer. Um, he uh, he doesn't have any of those in stock, so it kind of sucks. Um, but whatever, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he gets in some new sticks in the near future because they're uh, they're lovely. I love them. That being said, um, being unconscious focused, you know, they're they're very they end up being very gluttonous. So it's like they end up having like this covert contract within themselves. You know, this INTP with the octagram because on one hand they're like, hey, I'm just going to give you a fish. But because I'm giving you a fish, I'm going to give myself the excuse to give myself a fish anytime I want. So they're just oscillating between giving to others and giving to themselves, giving to others and giving to themselves, giving to others and giving to themselves, giving to others and giving to themselves. There is no teaching others how they can get for themselves. And what this ends up doing is creates a negative feedback loop from an octogram human neutral perspective, a negative feedback loop to a point. Uh, there's some positive approaches as well, but focusing on the negative here, they end up actually slowing down the growth of other people around them and also slowing down their own personal growth in the process. Uh, because if they were a different octogram, they would actually end up utilizing their SI child because introverted sensing is the function that's attached to expectations. They would literally have the expectations Ah, dang, it died. Well, it's already, this thing is already dead as is anyway, so I'm going to have to get a new one. Um, but the point is, is that they're, they, they're, slowing, they're slowing other people's growth because they're not teaching anyone how to fish. And they're not expecting, leading with their introverted sensing child, they're not expecting other people to teach them how to fish. And that's one of the biggest problems INTPs actually have. This is one of the best differences between an ENTP and an INTP right here. And folks, this is probably the most important point I'm going to make in the episode right now, so pay extra attention here. Is that like, um, and this comes from Steve Jobs. I was watching a, a clip of Steve Jobs recently, and he's talking about how, you know, asking for help is a really big deal because Steve Jobs' perspective is like, hey, anytime I ask for help, people are just going to naturally want to help me. They just, they just do because I ask. I ask for help. I humble myself enough to ask. But it's so hard for an INTP with TI Hero to humble themselves to ask for help. 
oftentimes because extroverted thinking nemesis is very worried that other people don't know the solution. So, and because the INTP is outcome focused, they just automatically assume that other people don't know the solution, which also inhibits them from asking. But then also the pride of TI hero gets in the way that also inhibits them from asking because they're like, oh, I should actually know this when their SI child and their TI hero starts looping together and they're in a cognitive loop and they're like, I should know this, I should know this, I should know this. I shouldn't have to ask someone else to help. I can just trial and error my way. When asking for help is literally a shortcut for the INTP to actually move their life forward in a better manner and in a, in a better way. Like, I don't understand why these people don't do that. It, it's, just, it's just ridiculous to me. I mean, even Benjamin Franklin has a famous quote somewhere, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, hey, anytime you ask for a favor from, from your neighbor, your neighbor, your neighbor is more likely to do you another favor when you ask that neighbor again, basically. And yeah, you can argue this is ENTP depravity because, you know, both Steve Jobs and Benjamin Franklin are ENTPs. You could, you could make that argument. But the thing is, though, is that asking for help, I've noticed, especially TI, among TIFE users, is actually a skill. Because you look at the other TI parent, the ESTP, they are a Templar type. And let's be honest, folks, Templars do not, uh, do not really enjoy asking for help anyway. So really, the only TIFE user that actually bothers asking for help very much ultimately ends up being the ENTP. It's kind of funny how that works. Uh, ESFJs don't do it because then they feel really, really bad about themselves. ISFJs can do it, and, and they do do it, um, but not as often as ENTPs do. So, but, but basically, like, NV types, ISFJ, ENTP, those are the types, um, or satisfaction types is another way of referring to them, or the compassion types is another way to refer to them. But NV types, from Deadly Sin perspective, those are the ones who are willing to ask for help because they so desperately want to reach their cognitive origin of satisfaction. What INTPs need to learn, especially SDUF octogram uh, INTPs, they need to learn how to ask for help. Because again, it, they're just covert contracting everybody. SDUF INTPs really seriously have this problem. And it just, it just boggles my mind. It just boggles my mind. It's like, hey, I gave you official, you have to give me something, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, the INTP is not going to ask for that. But because the INTP is like, hey, I've given this person so much, their, their uh, ENTJ wayfarer shadow, their unconscious side of the mind will start demanding because it, it's greedy, it has the deadly sin of greed. It will actually demand that the INTP start taking from the other person. And then they end up using the excuse of how giving they are from a subconscious development perspective to fill their unconscious focus on, which is basically gluttony, right, from an octogram point of view. So they end up using how much they've given as an excuse to not only give themselves, but also eventually take from other people. And this is a very unhealthy way to live your life, but this is extremely common behavior amongst subconscious developed and unconscious focused INTPs. It's, it's like a major problem. So again, the INTP then needs to learn how to be committed to asking for help because that is the wiser approach. Now, granted, unconscious focus, they're trying to get wise. The problem is, is because of the immature uh, base of subconscious development, because if you're an SD type, if you're an ST, S, SD, subconscious developed variant of your type, you're technically more mature from a foundational point of view, okay? And that sucks. It really sucks. Uh, so while you're trying so hard to 
focus on your unconscious and gain more wisdom for yourself, you still have to deal with your base level of neutral immaturity about you, right? And, and, it, and, it, and that's another way that it causes conflict. It's so interesting to see how Octogram actually exposes the inner conflict that each of the different of the 16 natures they have. And if you think about it, like, you know, there, there's so many different combinations. There's 128 different combinations or variants of the types out there. You have to multiply 16 types by four possible octogram variants and then multiply that by the two separate biological genders, okay? And that's 128 total variants of type that exist, okay? Now, I'm not going to be like, you know, Dave Superpowers, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of Dave Powers. I like Dave Powers. I don't agree with him on everything, but... Gosh. It's been uh, just having a phlegm day, you know what I'm saying? It's just ridiculous. Anyway, um... Uh, but, you know, like, he, he's really good about cognitive looping, and he was one of the first uh, YouTubers talking about Myers-Briggs type indicator to actually suggest that there are so many different subtypes or different variants of, of type out there, which I entirely agree. But I do not agree with these 512 different combinations. I mean, he can make that argument if he's looking at it from the perspective of functions only and looking how, you know, an individual cognitive function could be at the forefront uh, of one's mind at any given moment on a moment-by-moment basis. But then at that point, you know, from the 128 variants, you're looking at like, you know, to get to 512 variants, those additional variants, they're not like at the core. The core is the 128 variants. And then to get to that 512, it's like, okay, how does your behavior change on a day-to-day basis to become a subtype of uh, a subvariant of the variant you already are, basically. And I wish Dave Powers actually explained that a little bit more. Maybe he does, and I'm ignorant. I'm not trying to bag on the guy. I, I really like him. Um, so, but, but anyway, the point is, is that like <clears throat> the particular variant that we're talking about right now, INTP, SDUF has this problem. And really the key to them being able to unlock higher levels of maturity in their life and to stop covert contracting people and manipulating people in this way. And they don't even know they're doing it because extroverted sensing trickster and introverted intuition, uh, critic getting in the way, not realizing that the that these are, you know, creating negative impact on other people, they end up covert contracting. So SDUF um, INTPs have the highest chance of covert contracting people because it's like, hey, I'm going to give you a fish. Now you give me a fish. Or I've given, I give you a fish, 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 I give you a fish. Ten years later, okay, you owe me a lot of fish. And it's like, well, wait a minute, you never told me about that. So in order to prevent this immature covert contracting behavior, the INTP needs to grow up and actually humble themselves, humble their introverted thinking hero, and actually spend time, um, what, what, what's, the, what's a better way of saying it, um, asking for help, uh, humble themselves enough to ask. Like, they have to. Like, that's literally how it is. And they have to really trust what fellow NTPs, Benjamin Franklin and Steve Jobs are saying. If you ask someone for a favor, they're more likely to do you another one later, okay? And they need to get over their extroverted feeling inferior guilt every time they ask for help. They have to get over their introverted thinking hero pride every time they ask for help, which will lead to maturity, right? That's what it is, okay? 
So they need to have the self-discipline to remember that it is their responsibility, it is their duty to ask for help because that's what will lead to maturity later and also fulfilling capable relationships. Not only that, it will actually potentially give them additional freedom because they don't have to do everything on their own. The freedom that they want or need actually to be able to explore the world and actually get their cognitive origin, you know, the thing that they're seeking the most in their life, discovery, etc. you know, which by the way, like all of those things are currently in Ucha right now. Go to udja.app, ucha.app, go there, register an account so you have access to the interactive type grid okay and then in the interactive type grid there is a uh, it's called uh, type others right now it's being renamed to type grid or maybe already is just go to the type grid thing and then inside the type grid there's standard and then there's temples click on the temples tab okay and get educated we have all of the different temple vectors there in one place it'll show you how you can use them to reduce types in the type grid if you want to type somebody but that's how it works. And eventually we'll be adding Octagrid as part of the Octagram onto uh, that software in the very near future. We are actively working on it now. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching and I'll see you guys tonight on the Discord.